Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You all need to know that I've tried to record. <laughs> I pressed record and started recording like eight times and then the dog bark and the Nutella just opened the door and then my mom came in here. My phone. Hi. I'm back from New York. I love it there so much. I wish I could live there. Truly, I miss it. Coming off the live podcast, which was Unbelievable. I absolutely cannot believe that people purchased tickets to come and hear me talk. Davide was on fire. Little Mr. I don't want to be in the fucking limelight was a fucking ham. Like, oh my, I felt like at some point he was going to like take the mic and do like a one man show. It was so fucking crazy. Oh my God, you guys would have died. Uh, he was like in his bitch era, <laughs> like on stage. <laughs> it's like, are you okay? And then the best was like at the end, we like walked back into the green room and he goes, I really think there's something here. I go, yeah, fucking clearly because we flew to New York to do a live podcast. <laughs> what are you talking? Are you talking specifically about how you felt and the fact that you like level this attention? Because there are times where he alludes to the fact that he thinks that he would have a great career in stand-up comedy. And I don't disagree with him, but I'm like, aren't we supposed to be making olive oil and cashmere and clothing? Like, you want to add one more thing to the plate? Not that I want to crush his dreams. Listen, I would love to be a dancer, but we can't get what we want. Okay, I have tons of questions from you guys. Tons, tons, tons. Let's see which ones that I think are going to give you like a really great answer. I mean, a lot of them is juggling social life with a baby. And I live with my mom. Right? I'm sure it's like weird to be like, wait, how is Pia out all the time? Or how is Pia doing this? Or how is Pia doing that? I live with my mom. My cousins who are like sisters to me live four minutes away. They are around to help at any time, the same way that we are around to help with their kids anytime. It's truly like a privilege, but it's something that we decided, like it was an active choice. Like, do we want to be 
really social. We want to make sure, yeah, that my mom is close or literally in the house with us. My mom since doesn't have like a raging social life. I wish that she did. She hasn't ever really. I mean, she's super social and has tons of friends, but she's not someone to be like, I'm going to go out. And I think, I mean, my goal is for her just to go out a lot more. Yawning. It's unbelievable. I'm not even tired. But it's not like we have like conflicting plans all the time. And then we just always add what we're all doing to each other's calendar. So, you know, I slept trained Carmela when she was four months old. So she's been going to bed around six ever since then. That's it was a year ago. So I'm able to like get a babysitter or, you know, have my mom or a family member watch. My cousin sometimes will like bring her kids over here and I'll just like bribe her with wine. And her there are times where they even like sleep over here because it's cute and cozy and she'll bring her dog. You know, it's just like a lot of family stuff. So if you don't live by your family, I am not intending at all to have this make you feel isolated by any means. It's just that we completely made like I want to move to New York. There's no I don't have any family there. So I don't know how I would balance my social life and a kid at all. Like I would have to figure out how to make more money to pay for babysitters more often, you know, because that's like the thing that fucking sucks is like when you go out, it's like, fuck, thank God David doesn't drink that much. So we don't ever, we never use Uber ever. Like he's always willing to drive. He's like a maximum kind of like he'll, you know, he'll have a drink. I do. But you have to pay for a baby. So on top of paying for a meal at a restaurant, which right now is just astronomical, then I have to pay a babysitter on top of that. So I'm like, these nights better be like very worth it in order to go out, right? Because it's a not a cheap night. But I do think what a lot of my friends do and that we do a lot, which is great, is like if you can get your child used to sleeping in like a travel baby Bjorn, we got Carmela used to noise really quickly. Like we never made it super quiet around the house. Like when she would go to sleep, like we would bring her places when she was really little and let her fall asleep in the stroller. Like, you know, we, we did, we, as a baseline, she was slept trained, but then we also just ripped around with her as much as possible. So she could be comfortable falling asleep in her stroller or falling asleep on our lap at a restaurant or whatever. I mean, that's how I was raised. Like I was always asleep in on my mom's lap at restaurants. So I think, if you're able to like bring your kid with you to friends' houses, that's also something that we do all the time. It's like we'll pop over to a friend's house, put a crib in her kid's room, put the kids to bed at the same time. A lot of my friends do that when they come over. We just like, you know, pop a kid in a crib or on a bed somewhere or wherever and they fall asleep so we can all hang out and do what we want. And that's also just yummy and cozy and good for everybody, right? Okay, another question which I loved is what happened during your Saturn return. And I will fucking tell you because I will never forget. I was sitting at a bar in New York with Lindsay Thornburg, who is a very good friend of mine and my roommate and older than me. And she was probably third. She was definitely like 30, not much older than me, but she was 30. And I think I was like 25 maybe even 24. And I was like, I love 
my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, he is my person and we're going to get married and I'm going to live this happy life or whatever. And she was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you haven't even gone through your Saturn return. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, everything changes. It was like clockwork. Maybe I was 25. It was like clockwork. My Saturn return happened at 27. Yeah. Complete career change. Complete boyfriend change. Moved to LA. Like everything shifted into a completely different scenario. And not in a better or good or bad way. It's just everything that I thought to be true was not true. And I ended up in the exact opposite of where I was in the moment that I thought I was going to end up for the rest of my life. And I think about this now because, you know, we own a home and we're married and we have a baby, but who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? I'm not like, who knows? I'm not naive. Like I'm not someone that's like, this is it. This is it forever. Remember the beginning of the movie blow when Johnny Depp, Sorry to bring up a person that could, is probably very triggering, but he falls in love with that beautiful woman at the beginning. He makes his money selling drugs, a copious amount, and says to I remember he had dinner with his parents and he said to his parents, this is it. Like, I own this home. I got out of my previous job. I have money. I'm going to start investing in things. We're getting married. Like, this is it for the rest of my life. And then obviously his life turns to complete fucking shit. And so I, I remember being really young and watching that movie and thinking to myself, fuck, like there might be a moment in my life where I think this is it. And I've done it. I've settled into this. I'm nestled into this corner, cozy corner. And I think that I'm just going to be here forever. And you never fucking know what's going to happen ever. I'm not even, a, you, you know, you never know. So it's just, you know, your Saturn return, I think helps. I don't know what the fucking point of it is. I'm not an astrologer, but it's like a weird life moment where you're like, okay, everything's getting flipped upside down. And I'm supposed to like, make sure that I'm like writing this little shit show to the best of my ability and know that it's putting me it's like, it like shakes up your life to put you back on track. And it led me to another relationship, which clearly didn't work out. But that one I truly feel, which is so odd. It's like sometimes, sometimes you're in a relationship as almost like a space holder because your next person's not ready or like certain things are supposed to happen. But that last one was definitely like a, a space holder to like for time to pass, which sounds like pretty crazy. But I think that's like the only like lesson I could take out of that one. And then here I am. And who knows what the fuck will happen again. So that's what happened during my Saturn return. Me thinking I knew everything and then everything getting flipped upside down. How was New York is another question. And it was great. And then there was a lot of questions about where we like to eat in New York. And I'll tell you, I can't believe how expensive food is there. I can't believe how expensive it is there. <laughs> Ubering is insane. I usually, I love to walk like more than like I'll walk. Everybody says they love to walk. I'll walk in heels from like one side of the island to the other. Like, no problem. West, east, east to west. I'll walk from Battery Park to uptown. I love it. 
But anytime we did take a cab, it was like a jillion bucking dollars and traffic is insane. But I love New York for all of its chaos and its expenses. Okay. All the food, so much of the food there is so fucking good. And so much of the food here is so mediocre. I do think LA obviously has a lot more to offer than it has in a long time. But it's overwhelming going back there because truly like every block is an adorable restaurant and a cute place. And it's just, you know, ugh, it makes my heart warm. I also just love bars. I love being in a bar. I love being in an old bar that smells like like beer has been spilled on the floor. I just love this, especially in the winter, drinking a little hot toddy or, uh, okay. I'm going to tell you some of my favorite places. We love St. Ambrose. Yes. It's a snotty fucking, you know, Soho or West village or uptown vibe, but it's so elegant and very similar to a restaurant of that nature that you would find in Milan. Javade loves it there and he's very particular about that kind of stuff. The food is just fantastic. And if you can make a reservation for brunch and sit outside, it's just divine. It's just nothing feels more New York to me. The pasta pomodoro is fabulous. Their milanese is unbelievable. Brunch is like lighter and easier, but lunch into dinner is just absolutely fantastic. The cocktails are great. It's, It's just chic as hell. I love it there. What is the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking on your credit score? Definitely not. That would be stressful. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, which is so important because so many people don't have credit. You can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, no large security deposits, no credit checks to apply. It's unbelievable. And let me tell you, when Davide moved here, he had zero credit and it was really hard for him to do anything, get a car, to open up his business. It was really a challenge. So I advise you start this now, start it early I actually was thinking about doing this for Carmela um, at a super young age so she can build credit over time. So by the time, you know, she's ready to like get her first car or do all the adult things she needs to do, she's not held back by a credit score. Start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up. It only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash best. That's Chime.com slash best. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stride Bank N.A., it's a license from Visa USA, Chime checking account, and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular one-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary, and some users' scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except for MoneyPass ATMs and a 7-Eleven or at any all-point or Visa plus Alliance ATM. Our next partner is a product that I'm sure you're even tired of hearing me talk about. I guess I talk about it so much because Athletic Greens makes me feel so good. I'm not kidding. You saw me take it every day when we were traveling. It's like the best thing to do first thing in the morning because you're literally absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. 
It's the best way to start your day. It helps with your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. It has less than one gram of sugar. It contains no chemicals, no artificial anything while still tasting good. It helps support better sleep quality and recovery. And it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're truly investing in your health and it's literally cheaper than whatever coffee you're getting, right? It is a climate neutral certified company, which is amazing. And in 2020, they donated over 1.2 meals to kids, which is also incredible. It's a great organization. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially because we're heading into flu and cold season. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash best for. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash best for to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Is there a time that you got stuck focusing on problems instead of solutions? Well, it's obviously happened to me a gazillion times and Davide a gazillion times. And oftentimes when I'm stuck or he's stuck and we're just in a weird place with work, I mean, life is fucking overwhelming. So when you get to that point, it's good to just get some help it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode and you just need the tools. And that's why I love better help. You know, it's nerve wracking to drive somewhere and time consuming to drive somewhere and sit face to face with someone and to be able to go online and to be, you know, paired with somebody within 48 hours to be able to switch that therapist at any time, to have that convenience and that accessibility is just unbelievable. And BetterHelp is also more affordable than traditional therapy. It's entirely online. You fill out a brief survey so you can be partnered with the best person for you. It's just really a great tool. And if you want to be a better problem solver, use therapy to help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Pia and you can get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Pia. Okay. Our other favorite restaurants that are Italian, our restaurant is Via Carota. Across the street is Bar Pizzolino. Pizzolino is like a perfect Italian appetitivo bar. Via Carota is some of the best food in the fucking world. It is nearly impossible to get a goddamn table there. So here's what you do. You go and put your name in at Via Carota and it literally might say, they might tell you three hours, but that's fine because you're going to walk across the street and you're going to get a table at Bar Pisolino and you're going to drink yourself until you're Pisolinoing in your fucking pants and ready to eat a giant fucking meal. It's so cute. You're in the West Village. You can They have little snacks, obviously, because it's like a little aperitivo place. Have friends come by, whatever. It's like, you know, maybe you don't get a table outside right away, but order something and you can stand up and you'll eventually get one. And 
that's my little tip for that. I also love Lucien. Yes, it's also a very trendy place. I happen to have been going there since I was 19. It was like my dad's favorite restaurant when they would come visit me in New York when I was in college. It's crowded. It's full of super young kids now, which I love and think is fucking cool. And sat next to this like gorgeous group of college kids when we were there last Friday and had the best time. It's good food and it's such a vibe. What else do I love? Wait, I was just talking about this with someone. Oh, Lovely Day is just like a good classic if you want just like cute, old school, also cool, young crowd. They have like such random dishes. They have like a really good breakfast sandwich. They have like a British breakfast, but then they have like really good like sauteed green beans. And I used to always get the green beans and rice when I was like young and didn't want to spend a lot of money. Alto Paradiso is unbelievable. There's also this like amazing time of day around like three where it's right before they do like full-blown dinner service where you can get in there. And it is so, so good. Corner Bistro in the West Village, if you haven't ever gone there for a burger, is the best when we all used to go to this bar called Beatrice. And there would be times where I would get really drunk and I would leave with a friend and go to Corner Bistro and shovel the burger and go back which I loved. Okay. Another famous, amazing institution that I would recommend highly if you can get a res there is the Waverly. Like nothing feels more New York. I love it in the winter. It's so cozy and fabulous. Manetta Tavern is always the best. I mean, any of McNally's restaurants are great. So you want to do a Manetta, Pastis, a Balthazar. Again, these are all like, you know, hard places to get into, but I never, I just, I'm always like, let's just go at like an odd time and see if we can get a reservation or drink at the bar or eat at the bar, which is, you know, always really great. Odeon also in Tribeca is really good. It's just these like perfect, like New Yorky, Frenchy. They're all just great. You want to drink and eat French fries and have a fucking salad and it gets a seafood tower, Balazar, if you're bawling out of control, but I'm, I'm, Assuming if you're asking for racks, it's you're going on like a trip and you want to have these are all expensive places. I mean, all the places are fucking expensive. Listen, you can also always go to Chinatown and do what I did and get like you say I used to get like dollar dumplings, which were so good. Cafe Mogador is also fantastic. There's one in Williamsburg. There's one in the East Village. My God, it's just the best like Moroccan food. They have amazing brunch. They have eggs with labne and sitar pita. They have an incredible Greek salad. The couscous, I mean, everything in there is just absolutely fucking fabulous. Those are really our favorite, favorite, favorite places. I know that there's probably a lot more Takahashi really good sushi in the East Village. For bars, there's a bar in New York. In New York, obviously. There's a bar on, I think it's 9th, 8th, 7th, called Big Bar. And it's a really little shitty bar that has the best Manhattan ever. And then 10th Street Bar in the East Village is a super old school bar. Sometimes they do grilled cheese sandwiches on just like a little like hot plate behind the bar. And I used to just go there all the time and drink and get like a grilled cheese for dinner and like a side of potato chips with hot sauce. That was like my dream meal. 
those are just some of my faves at the top of my head right now. But I think that, I mean, there are so many, so many little, you know, I hate, I feel always hate giving recommendations because these are clearly like bigger, more popular restaurants. And there's just so many little places. I'm always down to just like walk around and find a cute place and pop in. Let's Get Checked was founded to empower people to take control of their health from the comfort of their home. Let's Get Checked is revolutionizing personalized at-home healthcare through its comprehensive suite of offerings, which includes diagnostic testing, virtual care, and treatment for a range of health and wellness conditions. For example, hormonal health, fertility, PCOS, metabolic health, heart health, and so much more. And you know how much I just adore being able to take that PCOS test at home. I recommend it to everybody. I honestly, all my girlfriends who are like, I've been feeling off and wanting to get tested lately. I make, maybe this is a good Christmas present. Let's Get Checked is available nationwide in the United States, the United Kingdom, and most EU countries. And listen, the mission is really to empower people with accessible health information and care so they can live longer, happier lives. It's unbelievable. And it is such a wide scope of services, the diagnostic testing, the virtual care, medication delivery, and end-to-end supply chain ownership, which is incredible. So they do all their own manufacturing, logistics, lab analytics, clinician support, and prescription fulfillment. Honestly, incredible. Listen, if you think that you deserve to feel your best, you're feeling a little funky, let's get checked is the easiest way to do it at home. And if you use code BEST25 at checkout, you get 25% off your first purchase. Just visit letsgetchecked.com for more information and use code BEST25. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, we all know my raging insecurities about not learning Italian. (laughs) So I do it privately, and I do it in the comfort of my home, and I do it with Babbel. Because Babbel is the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. My mom has it too. (laughs) Sometimes when we do it, we do it with the baby because obviously we're trying to get her to speak Italian. And I'm like, this is just one group learning lesson in here because it's so incredible and so interactive. It's addictively fun and it's super easy. And they just have these really great bite-sized language lessons. So you can finally cross learning that language off your, off your list. With Babbel, you just need 10 minutes. You can just 10 minutes. I do it really quickly in the morning. We'll do it in the afternoon. Sometimes we'll do it when we're making a cocktail. And you can start having real life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. I honestly really did see a huge difference when we went to Italy last time. I felt way more confident. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, you can get up to 55% off your subscription. Do you hear that? 55% off. Just when you go to babbel.com slash Pia. That is babbel.com slash Pia for up to 55 off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Hey guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Bumo at applepodcast.com slash beingbumo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. I've been getting a lot of questions about my family and how many siblings I have. I like to make sure that they are not getting dragged into any bullshit. So I've been trying to like keep them all kind of private, I guess. But I have a sister and I have three brothers. Um, Three of them are from my dad's first marriage and one is from my mom's first marriage. And then they got together and had me. They both got married really young. So my siblings are 12 to 20 years older than I am. And almost all of them, but one have each have two kids, one boy, one girl who are God. The oldest now is what is she? 23. And the youngest is what is she? A sophomore in high school maybe a junior in high school or they're sophomores. And so I have a cool, like good relationship for the most part with a lot of them, which I love. You know, kids are weird. Like some of them really are like, Auntie Pia, can you call me? I really need advice. And some of them are like too cool for advice or maybe don't want to know. You know, I like it's, it's a being a teenager is weird, but I'm always available for any of them if they need anything. And I love being an aunt and it's been you know, a joy to always have really large Christmases and really large Thanksgivings. And that's a lot of the reason why it was our first instinct when my dad died to just move into the house because it wasn't like, like when I say it was important for us to keep the house and to lose the house, like I, it, it literally was because this is like a gathering place for everyone. Like we have such a, you know, a family, a combined family, like my mom's, nieces who are like who live around the corner who are like sisters to me like they were the same age as my brothers growing up like they all grew up together too so even like if they were like step cousins so like all their kids come over all the other kids you know it's just kind of always been this big hub for the family which has just been incredible and it's a big family but everyone's pretty spread out well like my sister lives in Pasadena and then I have a brother who lives in the next town over. And then my other brother lives in the Ventura Santa Barbara area. And then my other brother is a naval commander. So he is stationed in Maryland, which is very far away. How to connect with a boyfriend's family from a different country. Girl, I don't 
I don't know what to do in terms of language because clearly I don't know Italian and I get a lot of hate comments. It's like how embarrassing it is that I don't speak Italian and I've been with my husband for six years. School was really hard for me. Like I will never forget Mr. McClune in third grade told me I was stupid. I talk about this on the live podcast a little bit. So like I'm so embarrassed to say the wrong thing or to come off stupid. Like I'm not someone who's just like, wait, what is that? And then like practices it and says it back. Like I shut down and I feel like an idiot and it's my weird insecurity. And I feel like I'm not good enough to learn the language and that I'll never learn it. And I'll never know. Like it's a huge block for me. Like, I feel like I need like therapy for this. And that sounds like an excuse. It's, I don't know what to tell you. It's really hard for me. Like, so outside of like learning said language with your boyfriend's family, I truly, it's, it's annoying for your partner, but sitting down next to a family member of theirs and like putting your hand on their hand or on their shoulder and making eye contact and speaking to them and having your partner translate is like the most you can do to really, I think it's really easy when you're in a room full of people who are speaking another language to completely shut down. And I totally get that because it feels fucking weird, but to interject in a, you know, not obviously in an obnoxious way, but to try to interject and ask what's happening and ask people about themselves, ask a lot of questions and just have someone that can translate. And honestly, it's like, I know it's awkward and takes a second, but like truly we have translators on our phones. So I can definitely bounce back and forth with a little bit of a translator for sure. But I think really like putting your hand on someone, making them feel special, really trying to engage in the conversation is really helpful. Really, really, really helpful. It just shows that you that you care. Oh, I also wanted to mention, which I didn't, was that Carmela had her first day of daycare today. And I thought that I was going to be a complete mess. I cried on my way there. No, cried. I got choked up. I was like ready to cry. And she walked in there. Well, she didn't. I walked in there with her and she looked around. She waved at everybody. They grabbed her out of my arms, walked her away. She waved at me and then hung out all day. Didn't cry once. Was like little miss independent female in there. When I came to pick her up, they were like, she was so happy and bouncing around the different rooms and had such a good time. And it was just wonderful. And took a big, ripped this weird big bandaid off of something that we had never done before and totally did it. And it was just adorable. Okay. Talk about being American Italian growing up. I mean, that was just like a major part of like our identity. I mean, any American Italian girls out there will tell you like the first thing a parent will say to you is you're Italian or us Italians or because we're Italian. I mean, it was just always <laughs> my dad was like, you know, being Italian or well, that's the Italian in you. I mean, it's so funny. It was a lot of pasta, a lot of my grandma making sauce, very traditional Christmases. We would sing happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas Eve at midnight. And they were, my grandparents were members of the Italian American club downtown. And they had big dinners or a lot of big lunches for different feasts. 
And so we were always at those majorly always at those, which is really fun and really cute. And they used to, this is so funny. They used to, they being my grandparents always tell us like bring Ziploc bags. So every time we would go to these like super big feasts, you would eat your food and there'd be so much leftovers and everyone would put the leftovers in their Ziploc bags and bring them home for the next few days, which I always thought was so funny. You know, Easter was a big deal. I went to Catholic school. Obviously part of being Italian was a big Catholic upbringing. My dad later in life didn't, you know, he was like, I don't care about this shit. So it didn't really push it on me. I ended up going to a Catholic school kind of because it was, you know, just a good, easy option in our area. I did not get confirmed. That was a really big deal for my grandmother. She was really upset about that, that I didn't get confirmed. I would think I'm the only grandchild not to get confirmed. But, you know, it was just a very, it was like all the shit you see in the movies. It was sausages at all for every celebration. And we always went to Eagle Rock Bakery in Roma growing up. And we always had, I mean, just, it was like, cold cuts and sausage and peppers and bread and the little stuffed. Oh my God. I can't remember what they're fucking called. There were these little like pastries and there would be one would be, they came in the three little kinds of frosting, pink, brown, and white. And like anytime there was a celebration or a funeral, it was like those things and sausages were all over the place. You know, we always had tons of big family dinners and my dad loved to cook and we talked about it, you know, last week with my mom a little bit, but my mom was Danish and they obviously, when her parents were alive, there were lots of Danish lunches and lots of Danish dinners, of course, but definitely very heavy on the Italian side to the point where like she learned how to make brujoles and she learned how to make my grandma's sauce and she knew how to do the pasta right. And she was always going to Eagle Rock Bakery to get the, to get the goods. You know, it was definitely a huge part of her life. Do I dye my hair? No, I stopped dyeing it, which I think is why it's so shiny. I used to get it glossed and I think maybe I should do that again soon. Just makes it shiny. But I can't believe how dark my hair is. When I was younger, it was light, super light, kind of had a curl to it. And then I used to dye it really dark brown. I used to just buy the box dye and I would box dye it myself. And then I just stopped one day because it got damaged. You know, I, I did a little write up about my hair routine on the website. And that's obviously all very true. I just stopped doing everything to it and it just got so healthy. But all the health stuff is definitely hair health stuff is on the website. How do I structure my days? I don't know. And I need help doing that because I feel like I'm getting pulled into a million different directions. Like it'll be like, oh, I need to podcast and oh, I need to make this creative decision. And oh, I need to do do emails. I know that people sometimes will like map out different parts of the day for emails. I don't know. I mean, I really don't want to be somebody who works after dinner, but now I've been finding that after dinner, especially during the week, because I'll check my email. Davide works on Saturdays. And so I'm alone with the baby. And during her nap times, I like to bang out a bunch of work on Saturdays. But I just, after dinner, I open my computer and I can answer like the random emails that like aren't super urgent. That's really the hard thing for me is like, I look at my email all throughout the day and kind of if I see something that's not urgent, then I'll just mark it as unread and my unread messages or, you know, my to-do list. But I, I, I'm, I have such bad ADD guys and I'll work on one thing and then I'm like, Oh, I have to do this. And I don't know how to balance being on my fucking phone because I'll open my phone to like get a photo for 
the website or something. I have to post something on Instagram. And then I'm just like in fucking la la land on my fucking phone. Oof. And then it's like 20 minutes later. And I think like just that cumulative, like little bits of me, like dipping into the gram all day long are killing me. It's killing my workflow. I've had to put a deck together for something this entire week. And I haven't been able to do it because I cannot like sit down and get in like a creative space because I'm so fucking drawn to technology and like looking at other shit that I don't need to be looking at. So if you guys have any advice for that, you tell me, please, because it has just been, I think our brains are so like, I don't know. I'm used to TikTok land. I'm like, oof. Um, everything is like my attention span is really, really getting down in the goddamn dumps. Okay. The last one I'll touch on was a shit ton of questions about interiors for the house. And, you know, we've done so much to this house. I mean, I'm looking out at my backyard right now and thinking about what it looked like before and how beautiful it is. And I do little things when we have, you know, save up the money for it. I am dying to really like decorate this place. Like I am dying to get like different lampshades. I'm dying to fix up the bar. I have to fucking repaint the kitchen. I think the floors in the kitchen are kind of like what's throwing everything off. I'm like, should I stain the kitchen floors? I mean, they need to be resealed for sure. Like I want to get a new, you know, there's just, I look, I have such an insane, big, overwhelming interior like folder on my phone. And all right, now our go-to has just been to kind of make everything really simple and have everything be white. And that was the easiest thing to do because this house was plaid and burgundy and had like tons of 80. It was so brown and there was tons of 80s furniture in here. And now I'm trying to introduce patterns. So I'm going to like recover some stuff upstairs. So basically what I do, like this is how I was trained a long time ago, is like photograph a room, go through all your inspo images, put a deck together of the room, and then really like the same way, like just look at your inspo and be like, what do I like about this room? Okay. Well, I like this room, you know, has a lot of lamps that have like novelty shades. And then I'll like be like, okay, I'll like look up some novelty shades and I'll be like, fuck, like, do I want to do stripe? Do I want to do polka dot? Like these also, these are really expensive. Like, can I make them? I'll look up that fabric if I can find it on Etsy or if I can go downtown and find it. Like I Googled, I like, I really love fabric lampshades right now. There's like so many brands that make them, but they're really, really expensive. And so sometimes I'll say like, is this something that I can make myself or is it going to be too hard? And like the $200 for the lampshade or the 250 or the 300 for it is like actually worth the time. But sometimes I can figure out how to do it myself. So I'm just kind of like going through that right now. Like, you know, today I woke up this morning and there's like three pieces of furniture I want to recover in our room. And I want to put something above the bed. And I, I think like, I think really if I don't want to be somebody who decorates this house like all at once and is like, okay, this, 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 like I, I like doing it over time because then it feels like when I actually accomplish something that it, I know that it's what I want for a long time. I don't want to, except for the fucking kitchen. I really fucking love the kitchen. And that was a last minute decision. We were going to paint the kitchen green. And that was dumb of me. I made a last minute decision. So I'm doing everything really slowly because I think about what I want. 
I put little mood boards together for things. Then I completely, you know, go back to it to make sure that it's something that I really like. And then I try to find a way to do it for less. There's so many places to buy inexpensive furniture. You know, there are so many thrift stores. There are so many flea markets. There are so many cool stores on Etsy. There is Craigslist. There's Instagram accounts that tell you what there's an Instagram account called I love Craigslist and she relists amazing things. So that's like, I get really lost in the journey because instead of just paying for something, I'll try to like find out a way to get it. What I like to do a lot is like, you know, I love Nikki Kehoe, right? It's like one of my favorite places. The furniture is just, it's obviously just like not in my budget. So, you know, I'll look at the type of furniture that they buy and then I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try to find that on Etsy or I'm going to try to find Please that at an auction. May contain pay and try to, you know, if I like a hutch or something, I'll be like, Ooh, you know, that'll be cool. I like the way that they put a like vintage interest in hutch in a dining room. And then I'll be like, okay, episode. I'll try to find it on Live Auctioneers. Live Auctioneers is such a great fucking website, but you have to make sure that you know where you're buying something from because you have to ship it. Sometimes the item is so inexpensive that the shipping is only like a couple hundred bucks and you're like, okay, this whole thing is like a quarter of the price of the original thing that I wanted. But just make sure that you don't accidentally buy something that requires like insane shipping and that's really expensive and far away. And that's basically it. I love you guys. If you like this podcast, please, please, leave a rating, leave a nice little review. I cannot tell you how much it means to be connected to all of you. I can't tell you how much I hate doing these solo episodes. I feel like I'm fucking rambling and talking to myself. So I hope that you like what I had to say. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.